liftoff and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 193, recording May 30th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson. This week we will be talking about lowered expectations, perhaps? Uh, Some Sony TV shows, spoilers, and I'm sure a bunch of other shenanigans. Uh, To do this, I have with me as always, Shannon, it's not a back brace, it's a two-tone sweater more. It, It is. I mean, I'll tell you, this weekend was long and I slept a lot and as the 40 plus uh discord knows you sleep in the wrong position for too long you know it might as well be a back brace because i need this 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 lower support for my back right now it it does look like you have a weight belt on 100 i'm you know i got i do i got you know i got a wedding coming up i got to slim down for you know maybe i'm just trying to tone my body into not tone it but like force it into like a mold like but- I do think it's hilarious that me and Justin both were like, oh, bro, what happened? What happened to your back, man? And you were like, it's a sweater. <laughs> and we're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just an Under Armour sweater that's gray on the top and black on the bottom. But I'll take traction, you know. Yeah. Also joining us, uh, bereft of sweaters, <laughs> is Justin Swan of the Con Carter. I know. It's your boy. I'm wearing rocking my uh, my shy guy tank top. It's like 105 in Arizona right now. So it's fucking hot. So it's too hot for sleeves. And because I worked uh, Phoenix Comic Con or better known as Phoenix Fan Fusion all this weekend, I was wearing a long sleeve shirt inside there. So I was like, the sleeves are off. The guns are out. I went and got my back cracked today. So I'm feeling <laughs> good. I wanted that done like a couple weeks ago and They've really popped my hips and my neck, and I'm feeling I'm feeling 20 again. <laughs> so they folded you up like a pretzel, and you feel good about yourself. Exactly. I'm like, here's forty dollars. Hurt me. <laughs> you know, some people pay a lot more for a service like that, but and some people don't pay anything. I mean, some people just find it naturally across <laughs> their life. If you, if you get in the right relationships, I'm just <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. How, how are you all enjoying the long weekend? I, I understand games were played at the con, Justin. Were you, were you selling hard? Yes, I uh, I helped Shrimp Fried Matt um, demo Boss Battle. And so mm-hmm. all, we sold a lot of copies. He has a second Kickstarter planned soon, so I was pushing the Kickstarter. Um, it was, of course, the area where we were at. They had a lot of Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, tournaments going on, so ended up buying a box of Magic cards because, you know, that's just how they get you. I like that they, <laughs> you took all your profits and instantly spent them on Magic cards. Yep, I'm like, <laughs> thank you, and then I'm like, uh, one box of Street New Capenna, please. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> you should have been, while you were at helping him sell his stuff, you should have been, like, peddling your concept for shrimp fried rice like yeah. <laughs> i mean i did you know i did name like while i'm talking to people i'm like yeah you know they got this little thing coming out called negative space soon and stuff you know so did some promotion there and then um in september is tucson comic-con 
So uh, I'm actually planning on showing negative space there. Nice. So that's going to be fun. So Megan, uh, are you working on the, uh, the con build right now? Uh, well, since the con build is just going to be probably like the first, usually what I've done is just the first two worlds and that's already done, but I will do like a fresh build of that for people. Mm-hmm. But Megan's excited. She's been learning Illustrator, so she's going to make us new shirts. And she came up with a shirt idea that's uh, the little cube on it. And then it says shift around and find out. Nice. (laughs) Nice. So and then negative space on the back. So I really like that. So she's going to make us shirts and then probably some new stickers and stuff to hand out there. So, Dude, could you make me a shirt while you're at it, too? I'd support that. Yeah. what, What do you wear? Like a child's large? (laughs) <laughs> I, I go with an adult schmedium, uh, you know, <laughs> like to, like to you know show the muscles off. Uh, but no, I mean a large is fine. Large all is right, good. All right, all right, yeah. Get, uh, get my boys uh, some shirts. I'll do the XL, please. All XL. right. Uh, no, no one, no one wants to see these bulges and ripples uh, happening over here. Oh, so I'll go the full tarp look. <laughs> dude, you're be, no offense but you're gonna be swimming in that thing dude you've lost you lost a good amount of weight i'm proud of my boy like you could fit into a large i think you'll be swimming in an extra large uh, see mentally mentally i'm still like a 3xl so it's hard for <laughs> me to like do that you know but uh, I, uh it was my kid's first communion yesterday and i wore a suit and it was one of those things like putting my suit on yeah i wear a suit like once a year type thing and uh putting the suit on and all that my it was one of those for the first time in my life i like buttoned the neck and i'm like oh this was easy this is wow i could just button this this is amazing like yeah it was it was uh i, I need to buy a smaller uh, dress shirt the the 17 and a half inch neck is kind of too big now you know? <laughs> wow i mean yeah. you looked you looked super impressive in that suit sir oh, i mean you, you clean up well I, I i wore the gaudiest of ties just because <laughs> when you get up close to the thing, it thinks like 18 colors. It's like the main, <laughs> the main body of it's yellow, but it's like, ra- it's like the ugliest thing, but the raddest thing. It's gold and white, sense. but when you get to it, it's like blue. And when you get yeah, closer, it's blue. <laughs> there, there's like pink and like green in it. It's, it's, it's ugly as sin, but I love it. It was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so uh long weekend. Uh, I'm the, the, I'm happy because the end is in sight for me as far as like this just meat grinder pace I've been on slowly, but surely things are falling off. Baseball season has ended for us. Um, you know, we've, the first communion classes are finally done cause we did that. So piece by piece, I'm getting my weekends back. You know, that's awesome. It's, it's going to be so wonderful. like two weeks away from like having just a weekend. And it's going to be amazing. Like I can't, I can't even wrap my head around what that means. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, speaking of wrapping our heads around what things mean, uh, can we talk a little bit about this Jeff Keeley announcement? Because he uh, he came out to say basically, hey y'all, maybe calm down a little bit about this Summer Games Fest thing. Like it was kind of funny to see him get out in front of it and be like, yeah, everyone, can you just pump the brakes? Uh, guys, this might suck. And I want everyone to not be excited about this. If you can, um, let me read you the quote. And, uh, Shannon, I want to get your reaction because I want (laughs) to see if it was the same as mine. So, uh, in an interview, um, I believe it was, oh no, this was on Twitter spaces. Sorry. 
he said, and quote, there were lots of shows last year where everyone was disappointed when they weren't really press conferences, right? Like take two Capcom square Enix and things like that. I think they have learned that if you're going to do a press conference, you need to have 30 minutes of plus stuff. And sometimes they only have one or two great games to show, which might not be enough to do a full event around. So I think that's going to be a bit of a shift. I have a pretty good sense of what's coming in next month. And I think people will be hyped about games in general. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's a hopeful, um, outlook, which is what he's supposed to do. Right. Cause I mean, he can't come out and be like, Oh my God, like, I don't know what we're going to come out with next month with Starfield being postponed and all these other games that we had wanting to be big. But, um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see like what is in the hopper. It, you know, if he's playing his cards close to the vest and he's just going to wait to drop like a load of, of games. But, you know, I'm still heavily suspect. He's it's sus. Well, I think the re- reality is that reads to me like, yeah, you know, those things everyone was super disappointed about. It's probably going to be a little better than those, but not a lot better than those. I mean, so we'll have some things you're excited about, but mm, guys, maybe not the heavy hitters you know that's that's kind of how i'm reading that justin what's what's your take on that i'm like in that one tweet i'm like tell me you don't know what's going on without telling me you don't know what's going on <laughs> like he's like guys we've heard the complaints we're listening the gillette razor man's coming back this year <laughs> yeah, yeah. too much caffeine man yeah we've heard your complaints and we know that they're out there and we're going to try to not make you as disappointed as you were originally. <laughs> yeah, what it I sounds think like. it, it sounds to me like they're still in a space where everything got delayed, everything got pushed. And and yeah, I, I bet you people are very scared now to say anything about these delayed or pushed projects because they still don't know when they're coming out for realsies. And so at this point you're just like compounding the problem if you make additional announcements. So I, but the problem, I think if I'm understand, if I'm reading the room correctly, the problem I believe is that there is no other things to step into these places. Usually it's like, okay, we're not Starfield got pushed. Okay. So we're going to push Starfield. And we're just not going to mention it. We won't mention it again until we have the firm release date, which might be a year from now, but we're just, it's, it's on the shelf. No one's talking about it. Good thing that we have this gears game that we can slide into its spot (laughs) and talk about and pump it up our good thing with the next forces here that we can just, you know, boost up and, and really maybe amplify that. And that'll be our bigger hit. No, there's nothing on the shelves. There's nothing, (laughs) there's nothing behind that, Starfield on the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, uh, vending machines, the spiral where mm-hmm. it drops the chips out, yep. you know, mm-hmm. it's empty. The spiral's empty behind that bag of chips. And like <laughs> the Starfield got hung up on the hook. It's not dropping down. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> behind it. You were shaking the machine, trying to get the damn thing to drop. It ain't coming. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's really the problem. They can talk about stuff that's coming out in 2024. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, th- that's what I think they'll do is I think you'll have like a lot of these production houses that got acquired or bought up that you knew had like some potential games. Um, and you'll see maybe concepts 
um, and some early trailers for some of those just to build um, talk about it. But I don't know why they don't just do the uh, the whole like, you know, they'll just show the trailer for the game that, you know, is going to be delayed with like, you know, a new time frame. <laughs> you yeah, know, like just take a black box and censor the release date that was on the initial trailer. Just go, nope. nope we don't yeah. It's just here it is. Pretty much like, oh, that date. No, 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 no. That was just uh, that, you know, filler. No, we just needed to put some art up there and, you know, we put a date on there arbitrarily. But, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll get it out eventually. But I'm, but see, I think the thing is, is the the gaming audience is feeling so burned at this point of like, you've told us things are coming for years, and there's not even like word of them anymore. I mean, Fable got announced in like 2019, you know, and there's not even been a, like a hint of they're still make. Are they still making it? I don't know. They've put up zero assets. Who knows? Um, you know, and so I think that it's a combination of, of all these delays plus the, the cyberpunk reality that I think these companies rightly feel they cannot just release broken games anymore and get away with it. So everyone, I think if cyberpunk doesn't happen, Starfield gets released this year, a hundred percent, you know, they just release it (laughs) broken as hell and be like, Oh, it's that old, you know, Skyrim jank in our new game. Ha ha ha. Let's all laugh it off while we patch furiously in the background. But now in today's world, it's like, no, that isn't good. That, that ain't flying anymore. Um, no, but I tell you what I, I think we do see. I think we see Fallout London, I think. I think that's a see. fan. That's a fan mod, right? I don't know if it is or not. Um, I, I don't I haven't done any deep dives into it. I've just seen screenshots of it. Um, but I mean, I'd, I'd like that. I was like, isn't what most, most is good about fallout just fan mods anyway. <laughs> I mean, no, they just... no, you have, you have a good idea there though. The two of you where why not buy some of these fan mods, bring them in house, have your team polish them up and release them as content. Just here's content. It's cut, you know, like here's something to buy us time. It took us two months to fix it. It was basically 99% done anyway, so here you go. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. All I hear that is... might be where they're going. I was like, all I hear is Christmas music, and it's like it's starting to sound a lot like indies. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, you know, I did uh, want to mention this. I, I put this out on Twitter, but I think this is a good place to talk about it here. So, Temtem, which... Do you know what Temtem is, Shannon? No, I do not. Justin, you know what Tim Tim is. Yeah, it's the Pokemon one that got it was in early access for like the last couple of years. Yeah. So someone basically made a Pokemon-like called Tim Tim. Instead of Pokemon, they're called Tim Tim. And um, it's been a PC game early access, like Justin said, for years. And it is releasing 1.0 in September, September 6th. But it's also releasing on console September 6th. And... This is when I saw that I'm like, you know what? If I have had an early access game going for a long time and I am even close to 1.0, I am pushing like hell to hit 1.0 and get that thing out in the holiday season. Like get it out the door because all of a sudden holiday is just a barren wasteland. And guess what? I bet you Tim Tim sells a fucking buttload of copies because it's going to be a Pokemon type game on the PS5 and here we go I need something for my kids for Christmas you know 
No, is that is I mean I haven't seen anything about this game. Is it more like the RCS like Pokemon or is it more like the traditional I, like older to, to be fair, I've never played it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But uh all I know is you put a Pokemon style game out there for a system that doesn't have a lot of games and now is continuing to not have a lot of games <laughs> around the holidays. <laughs> But you've had this product you've been building for a couple of years. I think it's genius. I if if I was an indie studio with an early access product, this is a hundred percent what I would be doing. This is your window right now. This is the window to get that thing out and have a hit. Yeah, it's more like traditional Pokemon in that sense. But the big thing that has going for it over traditional Pokemon because when it initially came out, um, it came out like in the like drought of Pokemon games is like when the initial early release stuff is where people wanted that next gen Pokemon game. And we didn't have any of that yet on the switch. And that's when it initially, and then of course, you know, sword and shield came out like whatever, but this has existed before that. But the big thing it has going for it, that Pokemon, I feel like still hasn't gotten right is the multiplayer aspect. Like it's big with like, you can do co-op like groups together and like, battle it's easier to battle your friends and to do whatever and battle like real people and stuff without having to you know exchange 16 digit social security numbers on the switch (laughs) and to be able to communicate with each other in real time and not download the nintendo app to try and talk to each other and that stuff so it's that aspect i think that they've really like capitalized and they've done i think a pretty good job of like I said, it's existed for a while, and the fact that, you know, it's still even, like, around and people are, like, excited for it. It has a physical special edition that comes with, like, mm-hmm. little, little like, statue fig stuff, and the fact that, you know, I guarantee you that's going to fucking sell out on, like, limited run or whatever they're doing it through. So, yeah, I, I'm, I think it's, it's, it's an exciting release for the reason I, I had stated earlier. I think it's a great idea to take advantage of the window that has been abandoned by the major publishers this season because of all the delays. And, and I'd be curious to see if any other Indies follow their lead and jump into this place. Like treat your 1.0 release like a major title release. I mean, like, like Justin said, they're coming out with a special edition with statues and all that stuff, like a big game normally would. And you know, you're like, guys, we're fucking nerds. Right. Like we follow this stuff. Like we Mm -hmm. talk about it every week. Ninety nine percent of the public out there doesn't. They have no idea what a major publisher versus an indie release even is. And so they're going to go to the store, go. My kids want a game for their system that they've had for a year that they've been playing one game on, you know, and oh, look, here's a special edition. Here's a thing. Here's a big deal. Obviously, it's cute. It's something that looks age appropriate. I'm just going to buy it, you know? And, and guess what? The kids will probably play the hell out of it because Pokemon games usually are good, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and the, and also the legit Pokemon game doesn't come out until almost December. So they've got like a two month window unencumbered, you know, (laughs) but to to take advantage of, I think, I think it's genius. I, I really do. So I'm, and and to be fair, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the reviews are of it, you know, because it's a thing. It's a thing that's been on my radar for a while, but I just don't play a lot of games on my computer. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm I'm curious to see what it is. And if it comes out with like a banging Switch version, hey, hey, you know, all right, we'll talk. Um, so you might see that and others June 2nd because uh, PlayStation is doing a state of play on June 2nd. They just announced this week. Uh, it's not going to be long. They're saying it's going to be like a half hour ish thing, which is totally not an E3 thing, guys. By the way, this isn't an E3 thing. It just <laughs> happens to be games we're announcing in June. Stop calling it E3. Um, and uh, they said they're going to talk a little PlayStation VR 2. So right there, I'm kind of like, because eh, I have an Oculus and I don't really care about another headset right now. Um, an Oculus that is collecting dust sitting on my shelf, by the way. Uh, <laughs> man, talk about a system that needs titles. <laughs> Tim Tim VR. <laughs> all right shit at this point um but they're saying that this is where we might see street fighter 6 debut uh that's been one of the rumors which okay you know like not not something that would interest the three of us necessarily but a big shannon looks so unimpressed when the word street fighter 6 came out of your mouth like he threw up his hands like okay like i guess there's also the rumor that this is where we see the uh, the RE4 uh, remake that they're doing, which I could see that, which I would be very interested in seeing. We still need updates on like Stray. Stray was supposed to have been out by now and has gone totally radio silent. So what the hell's going on with that? Um, and you know, I think this is where we definitively see if God of War is coming out this year. You know, no chance. <laughs> I I with thirty minutes. Like, I doubt it. Because, like, well, a God of Wars thing would probably be, like, a 10-minute thing if they were doing that. Fair, fair. But I also feel like if they don't mention it at all, God of War is a 2024 game. Like, I, if they don't mention God of War in any capacity, it's not even coming out next year. Like, you know what I mean? But then they did the whole thing where they released, like, all of the uh, accessibility options that are going into God of War. So you got to feel like it's pretty far along if they're feeling comfortable announcing that level of of minutia in a game, you know, in, in its development. So I don't know. I'm, I'm getting mixed signals on God of War. Or they're like, this is all we have. They're like, we well, have colorblind mode for the game. Oh, boy. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Justin, you're not you're not building out colorblind mode first. You know what I mean? Like, that's something you, you're putting in. Towards the end, I would think. I mean, true, but I don't. Know. I don't know. I'm. It. It just doesn't fill me with confidence when you have a half hour to, you know, show what you're working on or what you want people to be excited about. And the first two titles or rumors that you hear are, we're going to show you PlayStation VR two, which is, you know, I didn't even know that there was any games for PlayStation VR one that they had been working on like i think the last game i heard was like an iron man game or something like that um well, and then... there was like iron man and moss and astro boy like the thing with playstation vr is they had a few games but mm -hmm. no one wants to hook up 18 wires well i mean even with playstation playstation vr 2 um it's still got one cable attached to it so you're still running into the same problem granted it's less cables but you're still gonna rip that thing out of your you're probably gonna eat your playstation 5 off of the wall or wherever you have it mounted 
Well, uh, and and more ones. importantly, it'll work with your PlayStation Five, the original PlayStation VR. You still have to hook up your PS4 to use. Ooh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, so I mean, you have PlayStation VR two, and then you have Street Fighter, and then you have twenty minutes maybe left to fill time. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they do this. If it's going to, if they're going to have like somebody come up and talk in between, um, because that's going to be a nightmare, which means you're only probably going to see like three games or they're just going to fill the time with trailers, um, which I would much rather have, um, you know, give me a trailer and give me, uh, you know, a a year (laughs) when, when this thing's going to be done. So I'm not hyped about it and then, you know, go from there. But it just seems like a half hour, doesn't give you a lot of time to, you know, fill content uh, or get yeah. people excited. Well, and it's My- like you, you, I was just going to say, you have to think too that like eight or 10 minutes is also going to be like the new PlayStation Plus stuff. Oh, God. Like them going over that and like what's in the woodworks for that. I I doubt that, actually. Really? I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I My guess is this is... Game trailer, game trailer, game trailer, game trailer. Here's a deep dive in the PS VR two stuff for like ten minutes. Game trailer, game trailer, game trailer. We're out. You know, like that's that. That would be my guess. Like if there's a talking head in any specific part, that's not just the VO going like. So that was our look at Street Fighter Six. Let's see what else Capcom's been working on. You know, like if if there's so if there's actual people here like jim ryan is not appearing on this thing and talking you know like no way at all um (laughs) my my thought with the god of war angle is i could see them doing like a teaser trailer for god of war at the end with like a in-depth state of play is scheduled for august for this and then that's like its own 20 minute thing you know that would be i could see that or something, something along those lines. Yeah, like the first twenty minutes of play, and it's just a playthrough. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it was something like that, or just like here we're going to spend fifteen minutes going through like all the different menu systems and everything that's happening. You know, just so people can nerd out over that shit. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not saying I would watch it. Like I'm, I'm already buying the game. I don't care. I just want to know when it's coming. You know, so it's like, just, just let me know. Yeah. Did you did you guys also see the rumor that uh, the Bloodborne remaster is coming to PS5 and PC in August? No. Which I feel, which I feel is smart, because I, I mean, that's that's another title that will sell. People will buy that, and it's uh, it's something to take place in in the holidays. You know, like it's another it's another end of year title that people will actually buy. So yeah, people have been asking for it for years. So yeah, my I'm, they haven't announced any details, but I'm curious to see if uh, I can do the ten dollar upgrade purchase from my PS4 version. You know, because I I I'm telling you right now for ten dollars, sure, I will absolutely give you ten bucks to play that in sixty frames and see all the prettiness. For another seventy dollars, fuck no. I am not buying that. <laughs> you know? I, I still have to be Elden Ring, so yeah, yeah, totally, hundred percent. I've got a sealed copy of Sekiro sitting on my shelf right now, guys. Like it's, it, you know, like I'm, I'm not about that from software life, you know. Like, 
And and the thing with Bloodborne, uh, sorry to disrail, derail for a second. The thing with Bloodborne, Old Yarnum, I loved like that whole world. Like when you first start the game and you're in the like super old town that's built to the skies and it all looks like it's falling in on itself and falling apart and like craziness. And there's all this like lore about when the monsters took over and people hiding in their homes and all. I loved that shit. I was all about it. As soon as it went to like, yeah, where other dimensional Cthulhu shit is happening. I was like, mm, nah, I'm, I'm kind of good. <laughs> like, I, I'm all right. <laughs> you know, like, can I go back to Yarnum, please? <laughs> like Yarnum ruled. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, again, Bloodborne's a game I've never beat. Maybe it gets super rad. I don't know. I've been told. I've heard rumors. Um, have you beat Bloodborne, Justin? No. I mean, I got to a certain point, and then, like most from software games, I got to a point that I got stuck, and then rage quit, and then never picked it back up. <laughs> and then lost all the skills you had built up, and now it would be like starting over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then you try to start it, and you're like, where the fuck am I? And you have no idea what you're doing. Yep. That's, I'm, I'm familiar with this process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've done this before. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what what this state of play is. We'll find out Thursday. You know, we'll find out on Thursday. So um let's see what else did we have? Oh, the uh the other thing I wanted to discuss with you guys, it's it's a very Sony heavy week. Because mm-hmm. also they um they are going to announce a bunch of TV shows. Hmm. We're going, we're getting God of War uh, TV show. We're getting a Horizon TV show. They're going to do a, was it Gran Turismo, right? <laughs> TV show? Dude, what is going on, dude? Like, it's like, first there was, and we're already in Twisted Metal. So it's yeah. like, dude, like, what is going on? Like, it's like, for me, God of War and Horizon, and I think we're getting a Last of Us TV movie or show yeah, or something. But- I think Last of Us is a TV show. That that one's filming right now, but yeah. It's like most of these are just like cinematic, like, it's like, just play the game. <laughs> like, it's already like a movie for the most part. And they're doing a Ghost of Tsushima movie, I believe. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, cool. Um, I don't, I mean, after Sony, you know, and their Spider-Mans, like, I... Or like you know their Venom movies, like I'm just really skeptical about anything that they do in that kind of me- in that medium. Um, so I mean, I'll I'll watch and see what it's about, but I don't plan to be impressed with any of it. Um, you know, it'll just be something that we can bag on on our you show. You take that after the summer of Morbin. Yeah, you take that, back. dude. I'm like, where's your Morb pride? Uh, it's in the trash can with that movie. Yeah, we did. Uh... We did have a wonderful 48 hours over the course of the last weekend where... I lost uh, my shit. Morbius <laughs> 2 has been greenlit. Yeah, the internet rejoices. And then like all the stories came out with like, you guys, that's not happening. That was just that was just Twitter. Like, but sorry. It is true, though, that it did, like, uh, Morbin Time or whatever legitimately did trend for a week straight on Twitter, which is impressive, because, like, I don't think anything has ever trended that long that wasn't, the, like, world news. But the thing is, is, like, it wasn't trending because people were being like, hey, you know what's a kick-ass movie that I loved? 
Morbius. Like, no, no, that was not the people were dunking on it left and right, dude. It was just <laughs> which makes it even funnier. I mean, that's like when Sonic trended because of his horrific human teeth and hands, and then they were like, yeah, oh, and, oh, and then they changed joke. it, and then he became yeah. a Rescue Rangers character. Yeah. Like, but on. the only difference is Sonic wasn't actually out yet, where Morbius started trending after it already released because of how bad yeah. it was. <laughs> I mean, the the troll move right now on the on the Morbius Discord is people playing the entire movie. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Funny enough, I did. My friend Troy wanted to see it, and I found a Discord link to it and sent it to him, and he watched it in all its like 480p glory on Discord. <laughs> and he's like, I can't even tell what the hell's going on. And I'm like, honestly, that's probably the way to watch it. Yeah, you're not missing. You're like, you're like, don't worry, you're not missing anything. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but yes, I. So the one that jumped out to me though, looking at the list, was the Horizon story, or the Horizon TV show. If they do it, there's enough meat on that bone to absolutely do a TV show. There's enough side quests and side characters and everything that you could pad out a a TV season for sure. Um, my whole thing is they've got to spend money. Yeah, to make that world look good, because uh, if they don't, that's going to look like fucking RoboCop three. It's going to be a bunch of hobos wearing car parts. And you're like, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, like, come on. That's that's my fear is that if they do a Horizon uh, series, it's going to be predominantly Aloy going out and looking for wreckage. And then the dinosaurs are going to be like secondary, right? Like there'll be a couple tall necks or something like that, that she's got to climb up on to kind of scout. Mm -hmm. But you know, you're not going to have like the razorbacks or anything like that. She's predominantly going to be fighting. Like you might see them and she kind of has to like sneak around, but she's not going to be fighting any of those things. Those are going to be like season finale set pieces or things like that. Yeah. Like they maybe want to spend money on one episode. When they release the trailer, it's like any scene where you see them, that is the only point in the show where you will see them. Yeah. Or like you'll see like a foot that like stomps down and then like Aloy is going to be like, we need to get out of here. And then they're going to run into a cave and then you're just going to hear thump, thump, thump as it passes. And they're never going to show you what it was. I mean, I could see it maybe I think you're right. I think it's going to be a lot more inner interpersonal drama, you know, a lot more of the politicking and and things like that. Um, And if they do like there's just people that go to cons that walk around like someone's dressed as Aloy and like someone has the I forget what their the the basic spy bot the seeker is like the seeker. Yeah, or something like that. But mm-hmm. and, and those look pretty legit, you know, like so you could probably build a ten of them and have those be like the things she encounters along the way. Maybe maybe you build the like cow looking one, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um and those will be like the little things she's sneaking around and doing that type of stuff. But then Every three episodes, like say it's the like Sopranos thing where like the whole season breaks into the little three episode arcs, you know, uh, you have every third episode is the the big battle against something, you know, but I hope they build it in like a practical effect way. And it doesn't have this Marvel Disney plus problem of like, yep, that's a green screen. Who <laughs> boy, that is a green screen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they turned the fan on. Episode one of Moon Knight where it's like Sims 3 character getting crushed by a truck. Totally, totally. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, you're not filling me with confidence that these series are going to be anything to watch. Uh, well, it's, it's like, it's, how far did you get in the fucking Halo? Uh, maybe the third episode. Exactly. And the season yeah. finale just happened. <laughs> yeah. And well, maybe you know, I'll watch it now. I don't you know. know the bummer? Uh, okay, I think, Shannon, that's a great point. I think I'm going to go back to that, too, because the people I know that have watched it been like, no, that series is actually really good. Like, it got really good. And I'm like, really? Because I, I kind of did what you did. I watched the first two and was like, mm, no, no, that's not for me. Okay, I think I'm going to keep moving. And uh, But everyone everyone I know that's actually watched it been like, no, it's, it's, it's really, really solid. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to circle back and knock that out in a, in a night, one night or something. Mm. It's not like it's all that long. It's what, like six, seven episodes, something like that? Yeah, they're what, like 30 minutes? Yeah, so well, I mean, to be fair, though, you still the boy season three starts next month, and you still haven't even watched season two. <laughs> next month, it starts in like two or three days, which is next like month. It's... Yeah, I know. But I'm, just saying, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just being a time Nazi. Justin's that Justin's that asshole on New Year's Eve. That's like, see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rope me in with those people. <laughs> oh, I didn't have to. You roped yourself in, my friend. Um, <laughs> oh, now he's sad. Sad, Justin is sad. But yeah, I, I hope with these properties, because because like like I was saying initially with Horizon, there's there's a story there that would work as a TV show, 100. percent And like Ghost of Tsushima, there's a story there that absolutely works as a movie, you know. And so I think casting director special effects are all going to play a huge part and so there's there's a path there where these kick ass i just and hey you know them not being affiliated with disney plus actually makes me feel better to be fair so because i feel like disney plus we've we've seen the defined budget for all these things at this point you know so well we'll see we'll see um do you want to talk about the uh, days of play for Sony that started this week? Oh yeah, go, go go for it. I haven't really, I didn't have any notes on it, but go for it. Uh, well, I mean, like they just started it, um, <clears throat> so it's basically just they've put a whole bunch of their games on sale um, that you can go, you know, get some heavily discounted games. Uh, some of them are pretty big titles. I know, like the uh, the Witch Queen, uh, the Destiny Two Witch Queen bundle is out on sale for like twenty four dollars, twenty four ninety nine, I think. Um, and I, you know, my finger hovered over that for, uh, buy button for a little bit, but I didn't why, know if. Why, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing? Yeah, this I was like, why would you even bring this up, Shannon? Because, like, you know, Zach was talking about it, and I was like, I, uh, you know, I maybe want something to play on my PlayStation Five. Um, you know, and then I was wondering if I had to buy the Destiny 2 game again, um, because... I don't think you do. Yeah, I, I don't know if you do or not, which is what my biggest, like, hang-up was on it, even mm-hmm. though the game is, like, 10 bucks. Um, but... I think it's free. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's free. Um, that, that was the other thing that kind of disturbed me about um, the, um, the Days of Play uh, for Sony, is that they have a lot of these titles that were... that have in-game currencies. Um, so they're like the, you know, the low to, to the introductory cost was pretty low, but then you have to grind or you have to buy this in-game currency to level up your characters or to get more, um, weapons or gear. And, you know, they sell, everything's being sold at a discount, but it just seems like it's one game and then it's all their expansion packs and then all of the credits that go along with it to get your character up to where you need to be to, to have fun with that game. And it just kind of 
took me out of a lot of that, but um, Tales of Rise was on there um, for like, I think it was like 30 bucks. Um, so I did buy that. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to go play through that on the the PlayStation. Um, that seems to be more comfortable for me now that I'm uh, in my residence with the PlayStation 5. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, check it out. There are some good games in there. There's a lot of games. Um, and, you know, maybe you'll find something that you like. So if you're struggling to find something to play right now in this drought, um, check out the Days of Play. And hey, you can get the whole Larry, Larry Harry Potter Lego collection for three ninety nine right now. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, who doesn't like Lego games? Actually, I have to say that the Lego games have become like ridiculous with the amount of depth they have. Mm-hmm. It's like my kids played the Lego Jurassic World collection and. It was like a hundred hours worth of gameplay to do everything in that game. Like it was stupid, you know? Yeah. And there's something satisfying about like going up to a pile of bricks that you see on the floor and then just holding down the X button and hearing snap, 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 snap. And then like all of a sudden something's built there in front of you. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. This, the Star Wars one got me, got me deep. And uh, I I'm never waiting, did. I'm waiting for that. Uh, the Skywalker saga one to, to drop in price. Cause mm-hmm. I do want to play that at some point. Yeah, it seems pretty good. It, seemed, it got pretty high scores. Um, so the w- one last thing I want to talk about is, uh, did you see they released, as part of the Star Wars Celebration event, they, they announced the Jedi Fallen Order sequel, uh, Jedi Ooh. Survivor, that's coming Ooh. in 2023? I did and not. Yeah, so it's uh, you're, you're back following Cal Kestis, um, apparently, and... You know, it's it's a teaser trailer. It's more like vibes than anything else. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm back in for more of that. Respawn makes great stuff. Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order was fantastic. Like I re- like that's a game I I think about a lot to go back through now that I know what to do and where I'm going in that game. It's like I could be- I bet I'd have a lot of fun with that now. Um, yeah, it's on. The, it's actually on sale in the days of play. Um, I think you can get the bundle. I think it's Squadrons, Fallen Order, and Battlefront for thirty nine dollars. Oh, geez, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's I mean, two good. of those games are 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 pretty solid. The other one is just like a throwaway, but still, yeah, thirty nine dollars yeah. for three games, pretty good. Oh, look at that, Witch Queen twenty six seventy nine. Mm. They also announced that we're getting that Star Wars Andor TV show on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about. It. I never watched any Clone War stuff or any of that thing. So, like, what is that? Do I know? don't know. I've never watched Clone Wars either. So, so I just know watch, Star Wars watch nerds trailer are excited for it. about it. Yeah, watch the trailer for it. Um, you can find it on Disney Plus, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really tell you much um, about the series or what it takes place. But um, you know, my fiance uh, did pick out that the same actor that was in Rogue One um, is in the uh, Andor um, series. So, you know, maybe it'll tie into something related to that. Um, I'm not a big Star Wars geek, so I don't I don't really know that much about how all that lore ties in. But she was interested for it. So I think we're going to watch it. Cool, cool. Yeah, they announced a bunch of shows at that one. Um, but I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, so I didn't really pay all that much of attention. So anything else you guys want to? talk about from the star wars celebration thing because i don't nothing really uh, jumped out at me other than the game so nope i'm good yeah nothing right. nothing that i know 
And thank God Robbie isn't here. We'd be sitting here for 45 minutes. He's probably uh, screaming at us right now. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. It's all good. Um, well, I guess maybe we should talk a little what we have been playing. And uh, hey, Shannon. You. Do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to you as a friend now. Okay. Um, don't. Don't. Do not. Download Vampire Survivor. <laughs> okay. Just don't do it. <laughs> just, don't do it. <laughs> just do it. I we've all played it. Just play it, Shannon. Uh, that game. That game is digital heroin. It'll ruin <laughs> your life. Uh, that game is the the epitome of. I I got ten minutes. I can do just one more. Oh, I'll just <laughs> do one more. It's like ten minutes. It's like seven minutes. It's fine. Um. Yeah, uh, man, it's the dumbest game. It's the dumbest game. Like, <laughs> I told you, it's 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 literal. So you, it controls like a twin stick shooter, mm-hmm. anyway, like a Smash TV or something like that. Uh-huh. Except the shooting's all automatic, so you're literally just controlling the up, down, left, right, side to side movement, mm-hmm. and you're on like this generic ass map. There's nothing really that special about it. There's you know some some <laughs> torches. You'll run across the cemetery here and there. And initially like bats start flying at you. And you know, you pick, say you pick uh, the Belmont class. It's not called that, but it's basically a Simon Belmont character and he's got a whip, right? So he's whipping stuff in front of you. And then they drop gems that are experience and you're walking around killing bats. You're they're swarming. You're killing more. You're picking up more gems. And all of a sudden you level up. Oh, awesome. So now my whip goes front and back at the same time. Sweet. I can kill more things at once. And then you'll do the same thing. Level up. Now that now the creatures are starting to get a little harder. They're starting to show up more often. If you get to hit too many times, you die. So you're basically just dodging creatures left and right while you're trying to kill as many as you can. But all the power ups that you're picking up as you level up, you either can level up your weapon. You get additional weapons like you can get um fireballs that shoot out or like the knife from Castlevania that just goes in the direction you're pushing when you're, when it fires, uh, you get Bibles that circle you and Hmm. kill things as they circle you, um, axes that get thrown like the Castlevania axe in a big arc, you know, that sort of thing. Holy water will fly up in from off screen and start burning the ground around you, that sort of stuff. And, and as you get leveling up you keep getting modifiers they keep doing more damage they keep increasing the field of effect that sort of thing and you're earning currency along the way that then you can use in the metagame to put up like levels to your character um so you start with like better armor more health that sort of thing uh or unlock other there's four character classes i've unlocked the belmont guy and the and the sorcerer dude at this point um and the sorcerer dude's way better than the Belmont guy, by the way. Like really? Rules. I like I like him a lot. Also, because in half the half of my playthroughs, I get a whip anyway, you know. And so now I've got a projectile. I, the sorcerer starts with projectiles, basically. Mm-hmm. And so now I've got a whip and projectiles. <laughs> that sold. Um, anyway, uh, you find yourself as you play, like for the thousandth time, all of a sudden <laughs> you're like, I'm going to build all around these Bibles that's what I'm going to do. And so like every, every decision you make starts like focusing in on like the one little weapon you really like 
to have, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, I made it 30 seconds longer this time. It's working, <laughs> you know, and it's all bullshit. It's all pure luck. But like, you know, <laughs> you start like playing with yourselves with all these like different little uh, theories going on in your head that like how you can do better and, and last longer and all this. Stuff. It's, it's ridiculous how dumb this game is, but how it will just grab you and not let go like it becomes the only thing you think about like and it's and it's not like there's nothing really to it so it's it is the one thing where like you can be working and just have it like oh yeah i'll just pop it this on play a game and keep going on with my day type thing because a run takes i mean they max you out at a half hour like you can't do more than that but um because then the grim reaper shows up and kills your ass it's pretty fun (laughs) um but I've found, and Justin, maybe you can agree with me on this. I found a basic run is like 10 minutes, give or take two or three, you know, like you might may go two or three over, you might go two or three less, but it's all around 10 minutes, you know, and, and it's good for that regard. Uh, it's on game pass right now. And, uh, so you can try it for free, but it's also like $3 on steam. So, you know, just buy it or go on <laughs> it and buy it because it gives people more money. Um, Justin, have I said anything out of turn? Would you disagree with any of my statements? No, it's really true. I feel like once you get to like about the, it becomes, it gets to a point where it's not even about the creatures anymore. You're just like, I need health. And yeah. so you're just hitting or running to the nearest fire. Health, health, health. And then it's just like money in her. Fuck. And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> health, health. And it just becomes, all right, I just need to find health because I am getting low. And once I find that, I will be fine. So is it, so you say there's like a cap at like the 30 minute mark, like the Grim Reaper comes out and murders your ass regardless. Um, yeah. Is there an end to this game or is it just kind of like an endless? Uh, I, it, it doesn't appear to have an end to it. Uh, do you know, Justin? No, I think it's just uh, you get to a point and then they're like, okay, it's over. And they just throw Grim Reaper at you. And it's just, that's that maybe because it is still an early access. They might come up with like an end game, but I think it's just that's just what it is right now is you just play a little bit try and do a little better each time collect your money unlock your characters and then you can use your money and stuff to upgrade the upgrades and stuff too so then they're better yeah I I don't necessarily know if there is a I mean like yeah it's it's I should have said from the beginning it is early access so they probably are still tweaking it and building on it and stuff like that but uh it's rad as hell. Like, it's just fun, man. <laughs> I, it's something where, like, you feel... It's a game you play, and you're like, this is so simple and so dumb, but it's really fun. That you feel compelled to make up reasons why it's so fun. <laughs> and it's like, no, the reality is it's a fantastic time waster that looks like an old Castlevania game. And it's 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 just cool. And it is what it is, and it knows what it is. Yeah. You know, like, it's not trying to be anything more than that. And it's it's awesome. And, and it's hilarious when you listen to other podcasts kind of like f- glow on with this flowery language about like why vampire survivors is what it is. It's like, no, no, it's not all that guys. Like you're reading way too much into this, you the, know, like the song on it's pretty banger though, too. Like when, oh, yeah. when it hits that title screen, it does like the scream and it's like vampires. Or it's like, it's got some good Castlevania three vibes. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the other game I've been playing is, dude, I'm super back into Dead Space, like OG Dead Space. 
talk about one of just the perfect chef's kiss games. Like I'm I'm doing a run where I only use the, uh, the original plasma cutter. I haven't picked (laughs) up any other weapons. Uh, and I love how the game is like, okay, shit's break. All hell's breaking loose. Shit's gone crazy. Let's get this tram up and running. And then once you get the tram up and running at the end of the first level, the game is get on the tram, go to the next section, clear out the next section, get back on the tram. Next chapter. Next. <laughs> we get off the tram. We clear out a section. We get back on the tram. Oh, look, it's the next chapter. <laughs> and it's like every time it's, it's like the perfect little pacing. Every, every chapter takes, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. It's fantastic. It's like, it's, it's just such a great game design conceit for this type of game. It's, it's wonderful. The sound design again is fantastic. When you get into uh, open space and just the muffled sound from it and how you, it keeps you on edge with like listening to where things are in the room with you, how it sets up the big tentacle grabs by like, you keep walking by the big holes in the floor like throughout the whole early part of the game, you're go you're walking by these huge hole ripped open holes in the floor and they just look like part of the background. And then you hit like five, chapter five or six and all of a sudden a tentacle pops out of one of them rips at you and tries to pull you back in. And you're, it, it's such a good jump scare when it happens. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm the whole thing has me like just insanely jazzed for this reimagine remake thing they're, they're coming out with. Uh, if you're like me and you had this sitting in your digital library for a decade now, re-download it. Cause guess what? That shit looks fucking amazing with the glow up that the series X and uh, the PC part. Like have you, have either one of you tried playing the Bioshock uh, digital package recently? Like mm-hmm. when Epic did it or anything. So when you boot that up, that game does not look great. Like it looks like a 360 ass game from the menus and everything else. Like there's, there are PC things you can download to make it look better. But like, I'm talking from the base console level, it looks it's age a hundred percent. But with the, the things that Microsoft has naturally done in the series X series S and uh, PC to bump up frame rate, smooth out edging, all that type of stuff. Um, it, this Dead Space game looks fantastic. Like this could have absolutely been PS4 generation game. Like you, and you would not have known it. Like you would not know this game came out in what, 2006, 2007, something like that. You know, like no way in hell you'd know. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's what I've been playing. So um, Shannon, what about you? So I may have told you earlier, but I did buy Tales Arise again. Um, I had it on the PC originally because I thought that's where I was going to be doing most of my playing since I was uh, dividing my time between um, two houses. But now uh, that I'm in one house, I decided to purchase uh, the Tales Arise because it was on sale. And uh, this time I got the uh, the ultimate like package because it was on sale for like 50 bucks. So I picked that up uh, and I'm playing through that um, similar to you guys where you put a game down and forget all the mechanics. Uh, I forgot all the mechanics in this game. So I started back over from scratch so I could, you know, learn all the controls all over again. Um, and I'm, I'm making my way through it. Uh, I've already killed the first Lord, uh, which is, you know, pretty much where I was the last time. So now I'm in 
you know, about ready to tackle the uh, the second Lord. Um, and uh, the game is fun. Um, you know, I regret putting this game down uh, because I was enjoying it when I played it. Uh, the controls at the time, uh, and the first time I played it were basically what um, kind of knocked me out of it. But now that I've kind of retained a little bit of the muscle memory and figured out a little bit more what to do and how to play, uh, I'm having a lot more fun with it. So um, that's what I've been sinking a lot of my time into. I haven't uh, really gotten to play it as much as I've wanted to with this long weekend because, you know, things always pop up. But uh, that's going to be the game that I'm going to continue to play until um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 comes out. So I'm hoping that I'll be able to knock this out before then. Uh, Justin, what are you playing? So... This week, because of Comic-Con and everything else, I didn't really get to play too much. I downloaded Floppy Nights, which is on Game Pass, but I have yet to actually get to play it. But um, I actually worked on a lot of negative space stuff. I got a lot of levels done. I'm down to literally, I think, like 19 levels left is all that's left in the game for me to make. And then all the levels will be 100% done. Nice. So I'm excited for that so i uh a lot of this week was me replaying a lot of levels and i'm getting ready to make a build for my playtester surge and so making sure certain like things are fair and then making sure that like going from this level this level this level this level like consistently works because usually when i test it i'm like oh okay i just finished this level and i test it i'm like cool and then i move on to the next one but i'm like Okay, but does it actually work when you hit the portal to go to the next one? And there was a couple times where something broke doing that. And I'm like, yeah, this is why we test it. <laughs> I'm like, because <laughs> shit like that happens. So then I had to go in and get it all working. But it's coming along really good. And it's really, I went back and played some older levels. And it's like getting to play the older stuff versus the newer stuff. You can definitely feel like the difficulty ramp which is really good. Like the older level, like the earlier levels feel easier than the harder levels. So I like that. So it doesn't feel like really weird or inconsistent. Like you're just getting bombarded with a lot of hard shit early on. And then it's like, oh, dude, you may really phoned at home here in world seven. Like this is just baby shit. So. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I'm, you know what? I'm really surprised that none of us downloaded the Mario Strikers demo. That was this week. Oh Yeah. I meant to, but my weekend was pretty jam-packed, so. That's just, I'm wondering when we're going to get Advanced Wars. Like, how long are you going to delay that because of the Ukraine stuff? It's like, at this point, I would just release it just with no fanfare. Just, hey, it's out. You know? Like, yeah, just throw it back on the eShop. Just re return that one into a zero again and just let it go live on the eShop again. Totally. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's... That's a sticky situation, but I'm kind of with you where I feel like people should just let it go at this point. You know, like it's a super cartoony video game. Like yeah. they're still going to, they're still releasing Modern Warfare 2, you know, like, which is a lot more realistic. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, are we, do we have sirens? Are we doing spoiler warnings or? I hear the sirens. Warning, warning, spoilers ahead. That should just be what plays. <laughs> um, so, Obi-Wan launched. Have we all watched it? Mm -hmm. 
I have not, but I don't care about spoilers. I was actually waiting to hear your guys' to see if it's even worth watching is kind of my thing, because I've also kind of hit the, the Star Wars fatigue, and even though it looks yeah. good, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, Book of Boba Fett also looked good, like, in the trailer and stuff, and then it came out. <laughs> so, so the difference between Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, uh, for me, is Obi-Wan actually is good. Like, that would be my, like, it's the closest I feel they have gotten to movie Star Wars in a long time. Like, it, those first two episodes felt like a small movie. They really did. Um, Ewan McGregor's acting, top notch. Uh, I did, like, you know, the set design and, like, the the setup and all that. Uh, Ten-year-old Princess Leia is a badass. She's my favorite character. Um, Shannon, your thoughts? So... I'm kind of like in the middle right now. Like I don't hate it, but I want to see a little bit more from mm-hmm. the series. Um, like you were alluding to earlier, you could definitely tell like the green screen, um, yeah. you know, prevalency in a lot of the shots, which is fine. Um, you and McGregor's acting is great. Uh, I think a lot of the, uh, the um, inquisitors, mm-hmm. uh, I think some of their acting suffers. Um, and I don't um, know if it's the dialogue or if it's just their acting. We, we need to have a talk about the third sister. <laughs> we, we, need uh, we need to start a discourse. Um, Reva is her name. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, she is the child from the very beginning. So in the beginning of Obi-Wan, it opens with, hey, guess what? Order 66. Again, guys, we get it. We get Order 66. Can we move on to another story device, please? Like every goddamn Star Wars thing starts with Order 66. Like, I get it. Um, it's become the new Uncle Ben gets killed, you know? Batman's parents <laughs> after the movies. Like, this is this is the new thing. Um, and a group of kids is being trained by a Jedi. Stormtroopers bust in kill all the Jedi. Uh, the kids run for their lives. And one of them, it, you guess is Reva, right? And then, uh, yeah. So I think that's the revelation that's going to come. And, you know, she, I don't know if it's, if she's just a bad actress compared to like you and McGregor, or if it's the direction or how they're having her deliver her lines, Um, I don't know the actress well enough to say that she is a good or bad actress. I don't know, but that character is supposed to be like unhinged and moody and unpredictable. And she comes off as goofy as hell and incompetent. Like, it's like, what is she doing? Like, seriously, half the time me and my wife were just rolling our eyes because it was like, Oh God. Like, Hey, remember when you were in high school, when you had that one friend or you knew that one person that was like the crazy edge Lord dude. And I'm <laughs> going to say shit to shock you. Yeah. And it's like, calm down, Theodore, you're going home and your, your mom's picking you up in the station wagon. Like, you know, like let's just calm down a little bit with what you're doing. Like we know, <laughs> we know what's actually happening here. Uh, yeah. Reva is like teenage edge Lord. And it's like, you're not as cool as you think you are you're nowhere near as scary as you think you are. And uh, dude, the part where she's on the roof, right? 
<laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and, and you see the fight happening by my estimation, 200, 250 feet away. And she's like, boom, got him. I'm going. And proceeds to jump rooftop to rooftop and never gets there. Ever. Like by the time she catches up, like they are way far away. And it's like, bro was fighting on that rooftop for like five minutes. And it's like, you did, you couldn't close that gap with all these force powers. What the like, and in the, but the whole time, like the stern face and the mm, determination, I'm going. And it's like, you are just the goofiest person. Like, what is happening here? Yeah, even the exchange between her and the uh, the dude with the goofy hat. Um, yeah. So, like, they're in the – he, like, his delivery is horrible, too, because, like, he's supposed to be, like, this moody, angsty guy. And, like, she's supposed to be this loose cannon who she's, like, you know, she's wrangled up, like, all these people in, like, this, you know, in – in this town and she's like i'm gonna start cutting off hands and you're like mm-hmm. you, you you i want to know like one of you knows where this jedi dude is i'm gonna start cutting off your hands and the other dude is like you're too impulsive you need to stop and blah 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 and like he's like losing his patience with her but instead of yelling everything he delivers is like a hiss or like yeah. a, like a hard whisper and then when the whole altercation ends and he pulls her aside in an alleyway. He slams her up against the wall and he's like, you can't, you know, you're, you're way too impulsive. You need to knock this crap off. Like people are going to start taking notice and you're either going to be part of the problem and killed, or you're going to, you know, basically be more subservient and then you're going to be part of the solution. Yeah, yeah. And her response is to kind of give him like this half hearted shrug back. Like her, shr- her push does nothing to him. Like he just kind of basically drops his arm and he's just like, Oh, whatever. And she kind of like, saunters away she doesn't even like storm off and uh i was just like yeah that could have there there could have been some more tension there but um you know she's gonna be probably like the main protagonist right because you think the dude with all the face tattoos the cool dude the the one that's kind of like the pompous prick is gonna be like the guy the, that you're the gonna grand, the grand inquisitor yeah you're gonna be like okay whatever there's there's gonna be a good fight there no she just runs her lightsaber right through him like you know, gets up close and it's just like, I'm going to turn this on now. Boom. <laughs> and like, dude but, falls over. But I also don't think that guy's dead. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's, uh, I hope he's not dead because like, you know, he seemed to be a lot more imposing than she mm-hmm. does on screen. Um, but yeah, it seemed anticlimactic. Like I, you know, I would have liked to see a little bit more of a battle between the two of them, other than him putting her down and then saying, well, now that you've, your, your hunch has actually kind of turned into, a viable uh, trap to catch uh, Obi-Wan, like I'm going to take the credit for it and I'm going to, I'm going to bring him in. Um, it just kind of seemed like it was a kind of like a rushed kind of little strategy that he was trying to to go with, but it'll be interesting to see how that kind of all plays out. And I kind of want to see Obi-Wan be a little bit more, uh, you know, he's kind of a broken man like right now. Right. So he doesn't really want to be a Jedi anymore. You know, he runs into that one Jedi that's kind of running from the other Inquisitors. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, you should bury that lightsaber in the desert and then just forget about, like, everything that you've been trained for your whole life. Uh, you know, and he's still kind of nonchalant about it. Um, and I don't know if that's because he's just trying to cover his own ass or if he's just really that broken of an individual at this moment. Oh, I think I think it's 100% because he's that broken. Like, it's one of those where the the whole two episodes were basically... We're basically like the opening of John Wick, you know, like there was actually a lot of John Wick in this in this first two episodes. Like, but 
you know, essentially like I'm out of the life. I don't do this anymore. I'm, I'm hiding because I've, I've got something I don't want to lose and all that stuff. And it's like the life calls to him and pulls him back in, you know, like Leah gets kidnapped and he has to like put on those old robes and pick up his, you know, literally digs his weapons out of the ground like John wick and, uh, and, and, get back on the horse, you know, and, and all that. And then there's even a scene where, Hey, all the bounty hunters in the area get notified of him and he has to duck all the bounty hunters and take some out along the way, like John wick. Um, but yeah, I think that was essentially the point of this whole two story, two episode arc was basically like, yeah, he's totally, he's, you know, the, the events of the fall of the Jedi and, Anakin and all that have left him kind of a shell of himself. He even says it multiple times. Like, I'm not that person anymore, guys. Like I can't do this stuff, you know? And, and, and they go kind of out of their way to show like, he doesn't really have a connection with the force much anymore and all that. And then by the end of the second episode, he's pretty much back in it. Like he's not, he's not the same Jedi he was, but he's, he's back. He's lethal. He's doing things, you know? So I, I feel like this, this essentially the first part of the story was just the setup of how he gets back. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know how many episodes this is going to be. I think it's six. I think it's six. So, okay. Yeah. So we're already like a, you know, we're a third, a good, a third. yeah, a good chunk through it. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, Leia is the, focus of his of of the rest of this arc Um, but that would make sense though right because if you go back to a new hope which i'm loath to do but if we go back to a new hope it's never really made sense why leah was just like no ben kenobi like we're totally all in on him like he ben kenobi can do this and you're like how the fuck do you know like this guy's been living on tatooine for you know a millennia like why would you know that this is the dude so like it makes sense in that regard that like oh because she was with him as a kid and saw him do some dirt and was like no this 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 guy can handle business you know like so that would make all of a sudden that makes a lot more sense to me Mm -hmm. you know and it'll be interesting to see if he has to use his force powers that age him because I think, you know, they have that meme floating around on the internet where it's like they show <laughs> you McGregor and then they show the other actor that played. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're no, like, this is a nine year difference. <laughs> I, I actually did think that when we first see him, I'm like, I would have dropped a lot more gray in his beard and hair at this point. You know, mm-hmm. like just be like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough 10 years, bro. Like, yeah, you know, and, and I wouldn't have questioned it. I would have been like, yeah, you've been living in a desert cutting up tuna what is that i don't even know like desert meat for 10 years and been like yeah life's rough man i, I get it they've been working on that same thing for a while looks like uh yeah. <laughs> how does that meat not spoil <laughs> yeah is it like one big animal are there multiple ones I don't... Re- regardless is that the shittiest commute in in fantasy <laughs> history like man that's a tough that's a tough commute dude like I mean it, that, but that's his choice, right? I mean, he could live in uh, closer to the city, right? Okay. I mean, like he just chooses to get on that, whatever that thing is that he's riding, bug horse thing, camel thing, I guess. And yep. everybody loves making those Instapot meals, those inst- those gross ass Instapot meals that they I mean, put in Star Wars. It looked like some all right chunky beef stew or something. I would have, I would have eaten it, you know. 
I mean, oh no, you're starving oh. in the desert. You'll eat anything, right? That's true. That is true. You will. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I I'll keep watching it. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know necessarily. I hope the dialogue gets better. I hope the acting gets a little bit better. I mean, Ewan McGregor is pretty much the reason why anybody's watching the show. Sure. Um, so I think his supporting cast needs to step it up. How much Vader do you think we get? I don't know. Hayden Christensen uh, is in a lot of the interviews. Um, so I'm thinking he's going to play a bigger role, especially now that uh, Obi-Wan is back in touch with the Force. I'm thinking that they're going to have a lot more communication between the two of them. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Because, I mean, you know, big spoiler at the end of uh, episode two, you know, they basically break the news to Obi-Wan that uh, Anakin is still alive. Mm. and um, he's been looking for him for 10 years. So, you know, maybe now that he's back in touch, things will, there'll be more of an open dialogue between the two of them. Cool. Cool. So Justin, has this convinced you or not to, to check out Obi-Wan? I think it's definitely worth checking. Cause like I said, I, I thought it looked good and it's like, I've checked out pretty much all the star Wars shows besides the bad batch so far. So I'm hearing it from you guys. It's more reassuring to me that it's probably worth my time. Cool. Good. Cool. It's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and if anything, you should watch it just to laugh at Reva. Cause <laughs> it's like the least threatening, threatening bad guy. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyone watch anything else? I did. Um, I watched a show on Netflix. It's called uh, Make It Funny, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it's more of like a kids like uh, it. I found it because I was I was, I wanted something uh, for my son to watch that was not uh, like super animated, but like you know showed people building things and you know showed a little bit of engineering. Sure. So uh, this dude, uh, he was a toy manufacturer for like Hasbro in like the early nineties. Uh, he's got an engineering degree. He's a fabricator. A uh, very smart dude. Uh, hates kids uh so the basic premise of the show is like you know he used his his engineering to make toys uh which he liked because he likes making gadgets uh he made the sky dancers i don't know uh zach you probably remember them they were like the ballerina the ballerina ch- uh, ladies who like were on like this pedestal and you would pull a ripcord and they would spin and then they would fly uh, yeah, up yeah, in the air. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So he made those uh, and he's made some other toys, but like that's pretty much the only one that they've talked about so far. Um, but uh, yeah, he doesn't like children. Uh, so he stopped making toys, uh, moved out to like a farm in upstate New York somewhere, has like this huge like plot of land and he has like this huge barn that he's turned into like an engineering fabrication uh workshop so he's got all the most expensive shit it's pretty cool um and then what happened is netflix was like do you want to make a show about making like toys or making cool inventions and the dude was like hell yeah i want to do that and they're like ah but there's a catch um like kids are going to call in and give you requests on weird things to invent Mm -hmm. and you have to do that so he's he's got this like really dry like sense of humor where like you know i'm pretty sure he cares about the kids but it's like this demeanor where he's just like whatever like the kids called us on the screen and he's like what do you got and they're like oh we want you to make a, a fart humidifier and he's like a fart humidifier like what is this doing like the kids like you fart in this cup and then it sucks the fart into this jar so you can can it and then you can use it later but it makes it like super humid so when you open it up it's like this heavy thing that you gotta breathe in and the dude's just like the dude's like, why? And the kid's like, sweet vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I 
all right you, you got me right now but the, he doesn't go with that invention he's just like next like whatever and like the kid then the next kid's like i want to uh i want a house and he's like buy your own house kid next and then like you know he's he's got these these one-liners that basically just like dismisses the kids but then eventually like the first episode was these two kids were like we want a huge t-rex that has a conveyor belt for tacos in the back and when the mouth opens the tacos like get spit out and he's like okay i'm kind of onto this like i kind of like this idea so like you know they start fabricating it and he's got like these four other guys he's got like crazy canadian pete or whatever his name is and like he's super cool he runs the lathe um he's like the oddball like he's the one that i gravitate more towards when i'm watching the show i just want to see canadian pete do some weird stuff but he's got like three other guys that do fabrication and welding and and all this other stuff and they get the t-rex like almost put together then the kid calls back and says oh like i want to add like one extra thing to this thing i want to a toilet in the front so like when the taco falls down you can eat your toilet or you can eat your taco but you can also like go to the bathroom in the toilet too and the, the guy's like whatever dude all right um but you know they make these inventions and they're pretty they're pretty funny to watch and then you know he's very dismissive of the kids at the end he's like did we make what you wanted he's like they're like yeah you did and he's like great and then he like, cuts the feed to them and then like actually turns the machine on to see how it works <laughs> um but yeah it's it's a good show i i recommend watching it with your kids it's pretty funny uh okay. just for the adults and uh it's pretty cool to see the inventions that they come out with cool cool um i recommend uh the latest season of what was the animated show, Shannon? Like Love, Sex, and Robots, or something? Like oh that? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shannon tried watching, and there's yeah. titty robot titties uh, everywhere. So the, I got through the first three episodes, and uh, not not high on the nudity content in this mm-hmm. one. It was uh, there was like a giant crab, like elder horror thing, uh, a very funny take on like modern culture with like robots that come back to Earth and it's swimming in skeletons and basically talking about how humanity fell and hmm. like why there it's like robots coming back to do like an archeological, like why, why are all the humans dead thing? Uh, which was funny. Um, very tongue in cheek. It's the, I've, I can't get over how just good all the animation is in the show. Like, it's just stunning animation it really is like yeah really that cool show stuff. that show does not struggle for eye candy yeah it's really cool um so that's really fun I, I mean Shannon just talked about a couple episodes so I won't go over the whole thing again but that's that's really interesting it's really good um and then oh prehistoric planet we started that the new Apple plus one mm-hmm. and uh we got we we just ch- was chipping away at it we watch an episode a day so uh I'll talk about the first one which is all about like the coastal seas and man, most, most of the sources are just assholes. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. like you get introduced to like T-Rex and it's got a couple of fledglings with it and it's teaching them how to hunt and all this. And they go, the T-Rex has to swim to this other shore with its babies to, for better hunting. And man, most source just, picks them off just yoink <laughs> thanks for the snack t-rex uh later um and then it kind of shows up again when some plesiosaur looking long neck swimming dinosaurs given birth and it's attacking them it's attacking other mosasauruses that are trying to just hang out and get cleaned you know like man mosasauruses dicks like, <laughs> uh but again, you want to talk amazing animation that thing Holy crap. Like they, they spent money 
on that. Like that thing looks as good as I can remember seeing something that is completely not real in any way. Like it isn't like some of the others where it's like, okay, there's reference animals that we can use for movement and all this. I mean, the reference animals are using are like whales and, you know, you know, animals on the savanna and stuff like that. Like that's how they're saying how these things move. But, you know, the skin ripples when like insects land on them. And like, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, that you just, it, the level of detail in this show is just phenomenal. And Hey, David Attenborough narrates the whole thing. So it's, it's hundred percent worth your time. It's right. Yeah. If you, if you like dinosaurs at all, it's rad. Yeah. I, uh, I watched the first episode as well. Uh, cause I wanted my son to watch it. And, um, well, I, my question to you is, uh, your son is a big, like dino fanatic. Yeah. Was there anything in that first episode that like your son was like, huh, I didn't know that. Like, because like I didn't know that the T-Rex's bones were, you know, more suited for swimming. Like, you yeah, know, their point. Uh, he knew that. He did not know that the Mosasaurus had a forked tongue. That like blew his mind. Nice. That it was that they were like swimming Komodo dragons in a lot of way. That like totally like he he's talked about it ever since multiple times a day. Like he's still trying to wrap his brain around that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, that was one. And then the other one was the, uh, that the pterosaurs would live all together like that. Like even competing species would all like share the same space like that, that he didn't really grasp. It was kind of crazy. He's like, why are they letting the one big one just walk around and eat all the others? Like, how come they aren't attacking it? And I'm like, to be fair, I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me either, dog. That like they were just like, hey, you nine foot tall one, just wander around here and pick off the babies that we leave unguarded. Like, wait, what? Like, why aren't we all just like driving this thing away? I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool. We're uh he's excited for the Brontosaurus episode or the Patasaurus, sorry, episode coming up because it shows a Patasaurus combat, so he's all excited for that one. But yeah, so really good and then uh also pokemon master journey started their new season on netflix so we're working on that one nice it's pokemon though i've i talked a long time ago about Master journeys the thing that i'm enjoying with this one is it's the first episode or it's the first series in these series of pokemon episodes where ash is someone like in the world and so he shows back up with his fr- friend go to the aloha region where, you know, if they did all the hijinks in Pokemon Sun and Moon, the series and all that, and, and he gets off the boat and these kids run up and be like, oh, my God, holy shit, you're like the the champion. The little champion's like here and all this. And like they're like freaking out, like totally like fanboying out over Ash, like showing up and like the little champions like there hanging out. And, and go goes like, you're the Aloha champion. Like <laughs> what? And Ash is like, yeah, I don't know. And he's like, you never talk about it. Like, how come you aren't mentioning that you're the champion? He's like, I just, it's just not important. I don't know. Like, I, I did some battles. I won. And, and Go was just like, what the fuck? Like, like, totally like not like can't cut, wrap his brain around the fact that he's like the champion of the Aloha region and doesn't care at all that he's the champion. You know, like, it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, They're yeah, like this guy wrote a Zapdos once. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> and, and and there's been multiple moments like that where he's like, you know, casually no, drops and he like, oh yeah, like I've hung out with Lugia before and it like 
these Pokemon professors are like brains are just melting out of their ears. What do you mean? Like you rode Lugia? Like what the fuck, bro? Like we, you, what you've seen it? It's real. Like they're like dedicated their whole lives to this thing, and they're like, I only know it as a myth or yeah. a legend. Like what do you mean it's real? Like yeah, I've seen drawings. He's like, bro, Intake kidnapped my mom once, and I had to go. Yeah, rescue. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, bro, I, I slept in Entei's cave with all these other fire Pokemon because it was like a blizzard outside. Like, he's cool. He's an, he's an all right dude. Like, and they're like, huh? What? Yeah. yeah I beat a rock Pokemon with an electric type. Let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, so it's really funny in that. Like, it, the kids are enjoying it as a Pokemon cartoon. I'm enjoying it for the that level where it's like there's enough wink and nods where they know, like, hey, you kids 25 years ago that used to watch this show and are still watching it for some unknown reason, probably because you have kids like we're throwing you some bones too, you know, like, so it's, it's good in that regard. Um, Justin, you want to talk about anything? Uh, I know it was on the list uh, last week, but I watched uh, the lost city. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want to hear about that. With, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum and uh, Sandra Bullock. And it was actually really good. Uh, you know, uh, when we saw, I don't remember what movie we went and saw and we saw a trailer for it and Megan was like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. She's like, I probably wouldn't go see it in theaters, but when it's out to download or whatever, that seems like something that we could watch. So we watched it and I thought it was, it was actually more entertaining than I thought it would be. And Brad Pitt was absolutely hilarious. Like Brad Pitt's character is probably my favorite in the movie. And you know, I was surprised because he's in it pretty early on. And I was like, oh, wow, he's actually in this like way earlier than I thought he would be. But he, he's not in it very long, <laughs> but, <laughs> which is even funnier. But uh, no, I thought Daniel Radcliffe was really good. It was a cute, like, you know, little story. There were some funny moments. Uh, Sandra Bullock and like Channing Tatum's chemistry and stuff I thought was like, you know, pretty good because, you know, she kind of writes him off as like the just her cover model. Like he's a fucking like handsome idiot type of person and stuff. And that, you know, like, oh, you know, he just doesn't give a shit. And he's like, no, you know, being he's like when I took the role to, you know, be on the cover of your books or whatever. He is like I was, you know, a little embarrassed at first. He's like, but then when people, you know, came up to me on the street and wanted pictures with me because I was this character He's like, and I realized the impact being this character played in these people's lives. He's like, I wasn't embarrassed anymore. And I feel like that's almost like relatable. I feel like to a lot of like the MCU people and stuff that, you know, these to kids and stuff and people like they are these characters. Like Paul Rudd is Ant-Man to these people and stuff. And it's like, even though they're wearing tights and like doing whatever and probably look weird, I'm sure, you know, at the end of the day, knowing that they've made like an impact in multiple people's lives for continuing to be this character and stuff. It's like a rewarding feeling to these actors and stuff. So it kind of goes into like a little bit of that and stuff, which is nice. And Sandra Bullock's like, okay, I'm a bitch. Like I, I wrote you off and you actually like are a good person and not just some like beautiful idiot. Nice. Oh, worth watching though. Yes. Yeah, so I would say it's definitely worth a watch. Cool. And that's on, isn't that on Paramount or? Yes, it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, nice. Uh, Also known as uh, Sonic 2 Plus, because that's the only thing that gets played on that in my house. (laughs) Jackass 4 Plus. Oh, not not in my house. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, uh, did we want to talk about the new uh, Thor trailer that was released this week? Would that actually show Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher? You know, I'm okay with the the Christian Bale Gore God Butcher look because I'd rather have it be Christian Bale in a ton of makeup than some awful CGI thing that they could have gotten to yeah. actually make him like comic accurate. You know, like I've been nervous about what Gore was going to look like the entire time. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, eh, yeah, but okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like I, I, it's one of those things like in the trailer, it's kind of a bummer, but I feel like 20 minutes into the movie, I'm not going to care at all. You know, it's, it's one of those things to me. And you think Zeus isn't going to make it that long? Oh, I, I put the over under on screen time for Zeus at 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. That's uh, I, I think you are introduced to uh, fat old Zeus just in time to see him get killed. You know? Interesting. I think, I think you're going to, he, we're going to learn a lot about hubris in that moment where Zeus is going to be like, who the hell is this dude? Like, I'm just going to shove a lightning bolt up his ass and call it a day. And then the necrosword is going to come out and that's going to be, all she wrote, you know, that's how, that's how Gore gets down. Um, but yeah, did you guys have thoughts? I actually thought Christian Bale looked pretty good. Like for, you know, what it is, I like that you're actually able to like, you know, see like you're paying for Christian Bale. I like the fact that you can like tell what game that it's Christian yeah. Bale. And he actually yeah. looks like in a lot of the shots, it's especially when they showed the scenes and stuff where it's kind of in like the black and white and his eyes really stand out. Like yeah. he does look menacing. Which is nice, like, you know, to we haven't really had too many, like, I don't know, villains that felt threatening in, in that regards. And, and he does look like, you know, he's a god killer and he's like, all gods will die. So And and I I agree with you that I like the choice of him for this character because you need an actor that can bring that level of intensity to gore. Like Gore in the comics is like easily top five Mount Rushmore of intense villainy. <laughs> like that dude, that dude, uh, he is a man of conviction. He believes a hundred percent in what he is saying. He does not care how the ends justify the means just as long as they do. And uh, I'm, I think Christian Bale can a hundred percent bring that to that character. Like you are going to deal with someone that does not care about how they get the mission done just as long as it gets done. And, and that is what I'm excited to see. I did yeah. like, the, I did like the part though, where Jane throws uh, the hammer and it bursts apart and goes through a bunch of people and comes back together. I thought that was rad as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I do like that whole, um, it brings it back to that whole like Ragnarok level of like humor, Yeah, I guess. And that's what I think I was missing from the first trailer is I, I did see a lot of humor in there, but it, it there was something that was still kind of falling flat. And now that they have like the whole like Jane uh, like storyline and like the whole like you never forget your first like that whole like kind of walk uh, where she was like excited because she's like she's like, this is my first like villain that I get to take down. He's like, yeah, you never forget your first. But like <laughs> he's got there's like that double entendre there. But mm -hmm. and there's all the, you know, the underlying shenanigans that like, you know, come along with that Thor character now I, i'm a lot more on board with this movie now zach do you think we're gonna get beta ray bill i don't know because like he shows up in ragnarok on the on the building yeah he's one of the bus 
that's on the the building there in, in Sakar. So he exists in this world, but like, is he dead? I don't know. You know, like, is that a fallen champion of Sakar? Did he escape? Like, I'm not sure. Um, I, I kind of hope so. Like, it would make sense. Like, because in the comics, there's some multiverse shenanigans in the comics about how Gore gets defeated. It's like old Thor and then Odin Thor and modern Thor. It's basically three Thors. Yeah. Take take down. Down. So now you've got Jane and you've got MCU Thor. So maybe a beta Ray bill could show up. That would be rad. Unless, unless they do the multiverse thing and pull in Odin Thor, but we will, we will find out. I'm excited. Mm, good times. I, I'm, I'm going to try though. I'm going to try. It's going to be difficult, but I'm going to try to temper my expectations. Cause I built up Dr. Strange too much <laughs> in my own head. Like and I'll own it. I'll own it. That was on me, but I built it up way too much. And then when I saw the movie we got, I was disappointed because it didn't live up to what I wanted. I didn't care about the story. It was telling it didn't do what I wanted to do. Damn it. <laughs> and and so I'm trying to just kind of take it as it comes and be like, okay, yeah, just give me the story. We'll get there when we get there. Um, but yes, as far as MCU goes, uh, I'm finding my patience is lacking a little as far as I, we need to get to a point, like a direction, please. Some point. Um, but that's just me, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so Justin, why don't you go ahead and take us on in for a landing. All righty. Oh, he's backing up. Oh, you know what, guys. Oh. <laughs> Way, too Way too close. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. And I, I think I say it every week, but it keeps that we're getting more people in the Discord. So I really appreciate it, especially Jordan. I know Jordan's been sharing it around and stuff. So, you know, share a link with anybody that you think would enjoy listening to uh our silly banter each week and uh our even sillier conversations in the discord about ninja turtles and energy drinks so you know invite your friends invite your family come on down and you know give us give us a review on spotify let us know how you think your boys are doing and uh with that zach if uh robbie was here what do you think robbie would say robbie would say hey guys go be great and did you get your tonsils taken out, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, thank God we're not live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>